Hey guys, long time no speak. So, hey, it is Misty back again, uh, finally, after a few hot months, um, giving you a new podcast. I know I said on the update that I was going to be hopping right back in the saddle with my paranormal life and continuing on speaking on Penhurst Asylum, and that will happen, I promise. However, life is just a big ball of mystery. And um, I have had quite a few weeks since I have uh, gave you the update on why I was so quiet. Um, and all those good things are still going to happen. It's just uh, I, I have had a rough go for a while. My family has had a rough go for a little bit. Um, everything is fine. Um, I will get into it in different podcasts here and there because a lot of what I'm going to speak of, which is why I am not doing this podcast on uh, Penhurst, continuing Penhurst, I have had things in spirit that have come to me um, and was like, and, and, and when spirit talks to me about certain things or makes me see things a certain way and, and I have opportunities in, in my life and, and situations in my life, I feel that that is just learning to be guided by spirit and that I need to send someone a message and talk to someone about something that I feel spirit has guided me to do so. So that is what this is all about. Um, and I apologize for my throat and maybe sounding a little nasally, but I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I've been down and out for too long. I've had too much sadness, too much life things that have been going um, not exactly the best, but um, I'm not going to let it get me down anymore. So unfortunately right now to disclose, uh, I do have COVID and I figured what better way um, while I am locked in a cage <laughs> to um, not really, you know, ha tiki to just decide to pin myself up in my nice little studio office and start hashing out some of these podcasts for you. So I, I do have three very um, led by spirit podcasts that I kind of want to get out of my system while they are fresh, while I feel that they are relevant um, as I feel God has showed them to me. Um, and, and then after that, I promise you, I promise you, I will get back to my paranormal life because really, I really have barely shared anything with you guys. And I have so many exciting adventures this year, and um, I'm going to be looking so forward to sharing them with you, not only on a podcast, but on a YouTube channel. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm really going to do it. I am not a techie girl. It's probably going to be horrible quality. And I'm also going to be doing some social media and trying to like cross-reference all that. But um, yeah, that's, that's for another, another podcast, but anyway, so I don't really know exactly what I'm going to call this, um, podcast, how I'm going to title it. I guess I'll determine that at the end of it. Um, one thing that kind of stood out to me was, is trauma your pacifier? I think I might name it that because I feel like that's the lesson that God was trying to speak to me while reading a book um, a few weeks ago. So one of my favorite authors, and I haven't had the privilege to meet him, even though he is rather local to me. Um, and he is also a, a, um, a medium. 
and also a he is on the autistic uh, or I'm sorry on the um, autism spectrum so and most of you who know um, I've spoken about that my son is and I do feel like those who have those um, have that autism spectrum do tend to their energy tends to resonate a little higher um, and I feel like they do have that more open communication to the angelic and spirit realm um, more so than those of us who are a little more closed-minded, I'd have to say. But anywho, his name is William Stillman. Um, he is, I have actually uh, did a gallery reading with him at one point and was, he was amazing. Um, he is definitely a man of God. I have to tell you that. I know I get very frustrated when um, certain religions want to say, you know, you cannot consider mediumships of the devil. And I really have a hard time with that because I've been seeing things my whole life. And I don't think that I am doomed to go to hell because I am connected to a realm that I just see more easily than others, you know? And, and so, and, and he does so much good with it. He is a really amazing, awesome man. He lives a life of godliness. Um, if you've ever read any of his books or have, you know, any, and this is not my first book by him. I have quite a few actually. Um, but if you've ever had the opportunity to like watch um, any type of videos on him on YouTube, look him up, William Stillman. Uh, he is, I believe from, I, the, I believe either the Harrisburg, Gettysburg area. He has helped um, on many cold cases and, and crime cases, even um, authorities have come and asked him for his assistance because of his, you know, just um, his psychic abilities to really try to connect and help them solve some of these mysteries. So, um, and his books are amazing, absolutely amazing. And the book that I'm going to talk to you about today and what the word that God had kind of placed into me to give to you, um, and it hit home for me personally, um, but the book is called The Practicing Psychic, and it was given to me by a um, friend slash mentor of mine whose name is Jaffa. Um, she is a wonderful woman. Uh, she definitely is someone whom I look up to and uh, reach out to from time to time, and she has helped me uh, tremendously along my spiritual journey, whether she realizes it or not. It's nice to have people that are like-minded that um, believe in you, you know, and you guys can kind of piggyback off of one another and just, it's good. It's good to feel that sort of um, understandingness, you know, with one another. And she definitely has provided that for me and I appreciate her tremendously. And when I was telling her about, you know, things that, you know, that I seen and my, my capabilities and just, you know, God given, you know, she gifted this to me, this book. And this was one I didn't have of his. And I think it's one of his newest ones, but it is called The Practicing Psychic. It is an essential guide for staying grounded, navigating skeptics, and honoring your gift. And again, it's by William Stillman. And I will, I'm going to read you the part in this book that struck me like a sword in the stomach is the best way I can describe it. And it was almost like this word, and I read this whole book, and this book, um, let me see here, let me give you one second here. It is, as far as like the actual book part of it goes, is 234 pages, okay? It's not a, a, a huge book, but so much good information is in this book. Um, but this is actually on page 
188. So I read through almost all of this book and I was receiving everything that I was reading. But this one section, like I said, knife to the stomach, I have to say. Um, and it's in the chapter talking about endurance. Now, everyone thinks of endurance. You think of, you know, your stamina, your, you know, your athletic stamina kind of thing, you know, and honestly, whenever I think about endurance, I also think about, you know, bodily endurance. I don't think about, you know, my soul's endurance, my, my mental endurance, you know, my spirit's endurance, you know, we, I don't really, you don't really pay mind to those things. And that's kind of what this moment that I had this aha moment when I read this in this book, I had. So I'm going to read it to you. And then I'm just going to kind of go on my little, my little, my little rabbit trail like I do. Um, the culture of dysfunction generated myriad weaknesses in the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being of those involved. People were literally sick, but portrayed themselves as victims in an effort to justify their refusal to evolve. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that made me very uncomfortable for a hot minute. I'm going to continue reading here. Yet in each instance, change came regardless of my participation or the protests of some. Those who were able to be open to it suitably adapted for having doned new lenses. Still, others were compelled to change due to pushback from those who also objected to the dysfunction despite pleas of denial to the contrary. When I tell you that that spoke absolute volumes to me and I almost had, not only did I have an epiphany of, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I also had a personal epiphany and it made me think as it hit so deep for me, is trauma a pacifier for some people? Like I literally wrote that down on my notes. Like when this came to me, after I wrote that, I immediately felt like in my spirit, I needed to stop what I was doing and I needed to write down everything that was just kind of coming to me. And that's kind of how spirit speaks to me. Like I'll have these epiphany aha moments and then it's like, boom, I got to stop what I'm doing. I got to write it down. There is a reason. There is a message. There's something here. So I thought about it and I thought about what I have gone through recently in my life. And I'm not ready to share with, with all of you that, but you know, I've gone through a lot of downs and not so many ups recently. And I started thinking to myself, have I done that? Like, have I held on to trauma in my life, in my past, bad scenarios, situations, hurts, have I hurt, held on to anything and made it my excuse. Have have I made it my, well, this is just the reason I am this way. Instead of trying to evolve and rise above it. And I know I have talked about that on podcasts before. And part of me felt like, um, I think I kind of still have. I think I still, and none of us are perfect. And part of me was like, you know what? I, I, I didn't have the greatest childhood. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of things about my childhood I just don't feel like disclosing, um, mostly because a lot of people don't even know about them because I've kept them so tight-lipped <laughs> and just to myself for years. But there was a lot um, that went on, and and I often thought to myself, have I used that as a pacifier over the years to justify me being so angry all the time or being so non-trusting all the time or being so um oh just kind of a loner because of trust issues that I had is that have I allowed those past traumas in my life to be my pacifier just as an excuse because I don't want to evolve I, I don't want to go past that hurt because it hurt to go through that hurt and so I've just created this like little pacifier for myself that I'm just like, mm, nope, I'm good. Nope, not going to evolve, not going to move past this, not going to learn from this. I know it happened. I accept that it happened. I don't want to remember that it happened. Then let's go from here. Um, and I have to tell you, my friends, uh, there's so much talk on like your TikTok and your Instagram and all of those social medias that talk about spirituality and the healing journey and all of that. And I am very much so a part of all of those beliefs. However, they, <laughs> the healing journey is far from rainbows and sunshine. It's so far from it. I will tell you to truly heal, which I have done a lot of this past year. I feel like this past year I have been more down in the dumps, more fighting spiritual wars that I can't even see, but I know is going on within myself and within my family and in, within my, my abilities in my life that um, it's been a, it was a rough year in 2022. So I was really glad to put that year behind me, to be honest. And, um, I really credit that to my healing journey. And I, I know that sounds so bad. It's like, oh, when you heal, you're supposed to feel better. Yeah, you do. Eventually you get there. But part of this healing journey is taking moments to look in the mirror. And I love calling them mirror moments. I love it. So many people nowadays never have mirror moments with themselves. Um, where you and, and what they are is basically looking at yourself, looking at the situations, and instead of succumbing to them, rise above them, and change you and allow it to change yourself for the better, for the greaterness of your spirit, and take that and help it be more of the teachable moments in life instead of woe is me and let me just create this trauma pacifier. And, and now I'm a bitter soul and I'm just going to be a bitter soul and I'm not going to learn from this. And I understand that. Trust me, I get it. There are really bad things that happen to a lot of us out there. Um, my trauma is totally different from your trauma, but trauma is trauma. Bad things happen. And, you know, I really feel bad for those of us that can't rise above it and, and do do better for ourselves instead of succumbing to it. I feel so bad for those that allow the darkness to kind of creep in and not take those mirror moments and really rise above. But one thing that God has taught me in the past month is that change is going to happen in your life, 
whether you want it to or not, whether, whether you're ready for it or not. Change is the only constant that we have on this earth. It's the only constant. Um, nothing will ever be the same, ever, ever. I think that's hard to accept um, for some of us. And I think as far as like, especially with, you know, people in your life coming and going, and then your life changes when those people, you know, come and go out of it. And, but it's, it's, it's for a reason and for a season. And you got to look at it that way. And you got to look at every change as a teachable moment and look at yourself and have that mirror moment with yourself and be like, is this something that I truly can't walk away from? Is this something that I truly can find no good in? I can only find the negative or the bad. Like William Stillman wrote, people were actually sick, you know, in their, in their mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional standpoint. Um, he's not discrediting that people may not have illnesses of that, of, of, of those in those areas of their life, but instead of mirror momenting them for lack of better terms, but instead of facing them, you know, having their mirror moments with the, this sickness that we may have, they just decide to play the victim and use it as a justification to not want to get better. You know, spiritually, you look at some Christian, okay? And this is coming from a personal standpoint. I'll tell you that point blank. Um, a Christian absolutely made me never, ever, ever want to step foot in a church ever again. This person wronged me, you know, in a way that I felt like, well, if this is God, you know, I'm better than this because I don't need, I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect. And I, this person's been a Christian longer than me. And you know, what am I doing so differently? And so and what I did was in that spiritual sense, I was spiritually sick at that moment. I, I wasn't, I was justifying the fact that I'm just going to turn my back on God because this person wronged me instead of looking in the mirror and saying, yeah, but is that person God or no, <laughs> because had I, and I was very young then, but had I looked at it in a different perspective and just was like, mm, that's man, man will always disappoint me. Man will always fail me, but God will not. God will always show me the way, the truth and the light. And now, <laughs> and through my healing journey and my process, that has not been easy. I realize that now. So that spiritual sickness, illness that I had has been removed. I know where I stand. Now let's go on to say mental or emotional. You know, most of us have a lot of traumas in those areas. If you hang on to that, you know, let, let, let's talk about depression and anxiety because I get you, my friend. I get you. I was on medications. Um, I actually had a seizure due to medications that I was trying to control my depression and anxiety. And that was terrifying. And now I really honestly have been out here just trying to do it all by my lonesome, just me and life, you know, and, and praying a lot of prayer and a lot of 
spirit seeking and um, it's not easy, but that was my, like my mirror moment, my ouch moment with this, because there's a part of me that's like, okay, yeah, I have anxiety and maybe I do deal with like bouts of depression. I'll be honest, you know, but instead of facing that and learning to evolve and learning to be like, all right, what do I need to do to like rise above that? What do I need to do within myself to change that anxiety and change that depression? It's a mindset within me that I can choose to alter and change instead of succumb to it and just being like, oh, I feel another down day. There's my pacifier. Guess I'm going to suck on that for the rest of the day because this is how I'm feeling. It's a mindset. Alter. Mirror moment. Look at yourself. No, I can change this look at you. Yes, you're allowed to feel down. You're allowed to be discouraged in life. But let's look at maybe how God is trying to teach us something or tell us something or speak to us. Because I will tell you, he is speaking so loud to me lately through so many simple things in life, through books, through um, a walk on the beach, which is my next podcast. It's it's amazing how he just sometimes needs to take me out of my head and get me alone and then unload and be like, boom, here. This is what I've been trying to talk to you about. One thing is for sure that if you don't evolve, and I realize this in my own life, you will miss the best part of you or who you could be because the woe is me mentality is not going to work. The pacifier, you know, you got to wean yourself off of it. Your depression, your anxiety, your physical illness, it's not like, like cancer. Those of you, you know, any type of physical illness, there are so many accounts of people that have become physically ill that have just been like, oh, well, I guess I'm done for. And guess what? Unfortunately, that's exactly what happened because they gave up on themselves. I'm not saying that that's the reason why maybe, you know, God took them from their illness. But I do know one thing that if you rise above and you're like, okay, this has come to me and I'm going to have faith and I'm going to be strong and we're going to make this the best that I can be. And I believe God can heal me. And I believe that I'm going to be all right. And he's going to see me through this. You know, it's, it's that mental change that you do that those mirror moments that you have with yourself is a make it or break it of trying to teach you how to be the best version of you and the thing is is if you keep in your stagnant energy you are going to just allow your soul to fester and rot and what a miserable existence and i know someone who is like that and it saddens me so much because they are so close-minded. They believe their way is, is the, the only way. And they hear nothing. And they speak everything. And it just, I just, I cannot fathom in my head how someone can be that way. Because that's all it's going to do. If you don't open your mind and open your spirit and open your soul and open your heart to what could be in your life and try to find the positives and try to focus on you know, bettering yourself as a human being and who you are and putting that out there in the world, 
your soul is just going to, it, you're going to feel icky. You're just going to feel miserable. You're going to feel icky. You know, have you ever met just an absolutely miserable person? They got soul rot. They have just decided that they are just, they're miserable and this is just the way it's going to be. And they're just, misery loves company and they're going to just continue being a misery sucker. <laughs> for lack of better terms. Or you could decide to be that light in the world, you know, and there's very much so darkness and light. Um, and it's just amazing how through reading this, I had such a like personal aha moment, you know, and, and it gets ugly sometimes. I'll have to tell you in, in this spiritual healing, which I think this year is why I had such a rough mental year. Because I was constantly, things were being constantly thrown in my face of, you know, I really thought I was doing good on this spiritual journey. Like I, I've spent almost four years now. This was like my third year, um, like really deep diving. I mean, I've been doing things for, for years, but this is like, as far as taking it so seriously, this has been my, this was my like third, like strong year of really working on things. And this was the year that I felt I was flipped on my whole head like everything that god was showing me spirit was showing me was like all about me and how i needed to change and i was like whoa 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 <laughs> and and the more that they showed the more it was like i it was almost like i took a step outside my body and i was looking in which is why i like to call them mirror moments and when you really could sit down and be honest with yourself i mean it don't feel good you feel gross you feel like oh god that was ugly oh god that was horrible you know, and you constantly, there's times where I have had those mirror moments with myself and I have sat and I have weeped and I have apologized to God. And I even vocally out apologized to those people that I felt that I was rude um, to or hurt or, you know, did wrong or maybe, you know, sinned against or, you know, whatever I felt the need to, I just purged my soul. And I, I did, I, I sat in my, my little, my little spirit chair, I like to call it. Um, and I did, I just weeped and I just had a moment where I just had to purge all of that out of me that I held on to for years and was just like, I was an ugly person at one point, you know, and many people who probably know me now over the past few years would be like, oh my God, I don't think that she'd ever be, you know, an ugly person, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, I, I was to my standards, at least, let's just put it that way. Um, how I was handling things in life wasn't exactly the best. And I also, you know, through a he my healing journey and my healing process and taking out my trauma pacifier, um, I found the things that I was holding on to, you know, the personality that I was holding on to and what I felt made me likable or, um, you know, and, and the uglies of that, that I felt like, mm, nope, that pacifier has got to go too. you know, I guess we're going to, we're going to be out here like a baby bird, <laughs> which is open mouth and accepting all new words of wisdom <laughs> and not sucking on our pacifiers anymore. So, um, yeah, that's kind of really all that I wanted to kind of talk to you about today, guys. I know I only have 30 minutes, but I think that's about it. I think I've wrapped that up and at least for this one. And I hope that, you know, as spirit gives me these messages, <coughs> sorry, I really hope 
that someone out there this resonates with uh, in their walk right now. I know it's not Penhurst Volume 2, but um, I can't deny these moments. And to, for me to save them and be like, I'll put it in my back pocket for another podcast, I don't work that way. Um, I'm sure you figured that out if you've listened to some of my other podcasts. I mean, other than my Chakra series that I helped, you know, helped you guys with, uh, I really am not very consistent on staying on page because when Spirit speaks to me, I listen. I've learned to do that. Uh, that is definitely one thing in my healing journey that I am I am listening now. And someone needs this message now. Maybe it was me. And maybe I just needed to share it for someone else. So, guys, I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed this. I thoroughly missed doing this. I hope you guys know that. But life, I said, has definitely taken a crazy turn the past few. And uh, but definitely looking forward to doing some more podcasts and really get myself back out there and hoping that you guys share it with people, um, hoping that I could reach many, many more and just make the world a little bit of a happier, brighter place and help each and every one of you to work on you. Because if you ain't got you, boo-boo, you ain't got much, all right? So in love and light, I will send you on your way. And until next time.